Good morning to all of you who came in here and listened to us yabble. Oh, this song is We appreciate everybody being here. Mama Bell is going to go over there on this uh, Sunday, February. This is the first Sunday in February. Yeah, because it started on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Yeah, we already two months in. Okay. So Mama Bell's going to play, then Brother Dennis is going to do his piece of business, then we're going to have our... Lyrical meditation. The bald-headed preacher is going to pray. And just because I got bronchitis of the foot don't mean I got anything wrong with my brain, so I don't think we got to church early. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> my brain is in good touch. Uh-huh. They think the preacher's sick. That means it's an early day. The devil is a lie. Thank God for First Lady bringing me drugs. We all right now. All right, Mama Bell. All right, here we are. Thank you. 
Living low sleep caveat. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Mama Bell, as usual. You're such a great job. Thank you. Thank you. So do you. I know you. I know you enjoy playing. We enjoy listening for sure. Well, thank you. wow, time has gone so fast. The month's half over. It seems like. Anyway, it's uh, you know another day. Made through some snow, some cold weather, some warm weather. You know, uh, every day is a, a new day. Every day is an, uh, an experience for us. Every day is a adventure. Every day is a great day, and every day we should be what? Thankful to be alive. Amen? You know, things uh, things don't always happen like we want them to happen, and uh, we, we know that. Uh, and we have to have uh, the strength to face whatever pops up in our lives. You know, God, God tells us and shows us and gives us the courage to, to face what's over there. You know, we uh, we we learn uh, hopefully uh, from an early age, and uh, hopefully we're using uh, still teaching and, and, and telling people you know, about who God is and stuff. But anyway, we you know, we all have a tendency not to uh, not to put our our trust in in, in who we need to put our trust in. You know, um, you know uh, I, I know when I was in the military, you know, guys would go, "Hey, man, you let me, you know, five dollars to pay day," and I'm like, oh, "I don't know." Well, you can trust me. I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. Well, you know how that always works, right? <laughs> sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Right. So, you know, who do you trust? And that's one thing we we should understand. You know, God tells us we should put our trust in Him. I think uh, I think we uh, all agree that's the best place to put your trust. And, and you know, He tells us that, he, and uh, He tells us that in the Bible. And uh, you know, this is the Bible. We should listen. To, we should learn. To, you know, um, somebody uh, said, you know, if everything was in the Bible that uh, God wants us to know, we couldn't we couldn't carry the Bible because it'd be too big. And I, you know, too many words, too much stuff. Yeah. So you know, we got the basics. You know, he gives us the basics and we take it and go from there. You know, um, Eric's been talking about Genesis and what God did and how uh, things progressed and how they didn't progress. And, uh, you know, what God did to change things and to get things back on track. And we all know how that happened. And then we knew that uh, we know that God uh, had to send somebody down here to help straighten us out. And I'm just glad that he uh, did that for us. So anyway, if you look at Proverbs, uh, uh, we're going to just be real quick and short. In there, Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with your heart, and lean on not your own understanding. In all your ways, uh, submit to him, and he will make you path straight. You'll make your path straight. So, you know, we uh, you know, sometimes that's hard. You know, it's, 
very simple, very easy. You know, you know submit to God, listen to God telling you, and He'll keep you walking on that straight path. You know, we are uh, we all we all have a, a path to walk on, and the path is that's the path of our life. Uh, uh, you know, I look back as, as when I was young, and you know, well. Uh, Mom would say, hey, can you go to the store and buy this and fix this up for me and, you know, hurry home. Well, you know, sometimes we take a little detour. We go to the store to pick up stuff and maybe take a little extra time coming back. Yeah. Oh, I've got to run by here and look at this before I go to, well, let me stop here and look at the toys while I'm downtown, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, you come home and Mom goes, that took you longer than I thought it would. Oh, well, yeah, I had a kind of mauling that, you know. We all know what that means, right? But sometimes we go that way, you know, God tries that. Sometimes we we should we should go. We know which path we should follow. Sometimes we kind of just, you know, meander, you know. Sometimes our meandering is the best thing in the world. Sometimes our lollygagging is the best thing in the world. So, you know, we are trusted God. We are trusted in what he tells us. To trust in him the way he leads us. You know, if we trust him with all our heart and soul, you know, he's going to, he's going to take care of us. He's going to lead us down the right path. He's going to have that uh, the reward and feel that that path is going to be greater than we ever could imagine. So we have to think about that. So as you travel your days in and out, and you start to walk that path that you know that God wants you to follow, then you decide that you need to take a little side trip. Well, okay. But just remember that you know, you've got to get back on that path. You've got to stay straight. You've got to keep, keep going, keeping your eyes on the prize, keeping your eyes on the prize that God has offered us and has for us. And you know, all we have to do is take it. You know, His grace is sufficient. You know, we don't have to we don't have to run a mile under three minutes. We don't have to run up. You know, 50 yard dash, we don't have to climb a mountain, we don't have to swim the sea, we just have to turn ourselves over to Him and let Him guide us and lead us to, to, that, uh, to that final destination. So, this week when you're out walking around, think about the path that you need to stay on, think about the path that God has provided for us, and think about the path that your life should take. Amen. Amen. God bless. Well, it's lovely morning to all of you once again. We appreciate Mama Bell and that wonderful hymn, that great spiritual, and then Brother Dennis reminding us so eloquently in his way. He didn't want to tell you how he really felt. Well, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but he used that wonderful text that says, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding because you're crazy. <laughs> yes. Trust in somebody smart. You're crazy. Uh-huh. So we appreciate Brother Dennis this morning yeah. and his... His wonderful words and Mama Bell, as he so, as he mentioned, always doing so wonderful. Uh, you know, Mama Bell, I had a dream that uh, 
we did a service at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought I was when I was over at uh, Freemason. I'm like, uh-huh. Indiana. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to have to get you back over there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doing such beautiful work over there. We appreciate you for doing what you do. Ma'am? I was just saying, I thank the Lord for allowing me to do it. It's my honor. Yes, 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 yes. Almost two years strong, Mama Belle. You've been banging on them keys. Oh, yeah. Banging is right. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, before Pastor Booth comes to pray for us, uh, I would like to let you know to, uh, I'm going to do what I'm told. First lady has been doing so well. My drugs is over here. My drugs have kicked in, Mama Bell. So uh, that don't mean nothing. It ain't hurt my brain, so don't get happy. I know how you feel. You think the sermon going to get short. No, my brain is beautiful. And the drugs is feeding it. So, I thank you for your your prayers, and and if we get a little slow, I'm going to try not to move, but uh, uh, I've been stricken with bronchitis of the foot, and uh, every now and again, if I move wrong, I might lose my train of thought, so please just bear with me. I'm going to try to stay still and do what I'm told today. That's why we're thankful for virtual. Uh-huh. We can preach and pray from the bed. Ain't he all right? Amen. Yeah, yeah. See, you ain't had to have a guest preacher today. You could listen to me even though I, I feel a little poopy. And so uh, Pastor Booth is going to come pray for us in a minute. Before we do, we want to uh, get our meditation and our lyrical meditation. Uh, it says, fervently, a fervency of devotion desired. Uh, the peace summoning the Spirit of God. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening powers. Kindle a flame of sacred love in these cold hearts of ours. Look how we grovel here below, fond of these trifling toys. I call them pieces of tin, but we'll go with your words, trifling toys. Our souls can neither fly nor go to reach eternal joys. In vain we tune our formal songs. In vain we strive to rise. Hosanna, languish on our tongues, and our devotion dies. Dear Lord, 
shall we ever live at this poor dying rate? Our love so faint, so cold to thee, and thine to us so great. Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening powers. Come, shed abroad a Savior's love, well protected from all harms, free from sin and all confusion. Circle us within thine arms. Pass Most gracious God, our Father, we honor you, we praise you, we glorify you. We magnify your holy name. We thank you for you being who you said that you are and being a, being a promise keeper of your word. And we honor you back with the fruits of our lips while you have given us strength in our bodies and activities of our limbs. The ability to see, to hear, to smell, and to taste. Enjoy the beauty of this earth that you so craftily created for us. We bless you with it. We thank you and we honor you for life and that you have given to us in all of its abundance. We thank you for the ability, Lord God, to rise up this morning from our slumber and our sleep rising with the praise on our lips, rising with joy in our heart. We choose to praise you. We choose to smile. We choose to rejoice in you because we know that if it had not been for you that was on our side, we don't know where we would be. And, Father, we glorify you. We magnify your name. We give you glory this morning. And now, Lord, as we have come and we have gathered in your name, we praise you, we glorify you, and Lord, we thank you. Thank you for shelter, we thank you for food, we thank you for clothing, we thank you for all of that you have given us. And now, Lord, as we have come as your children, as we have come as your servants, as we have come as your ambassadors, as we have come as the sheep of your pasture, we come this morning glorifying you and giving your name the praise. But, Father, as we intercede this morning for those who have cares and they have uh, things on their hearts, they have things on their mind, Lord God, that they will bring it to you and drop it at your feet, Lord. I pray for my dear mothers, Lord. I pray, God, that you will continue to strengthen their bodies and give them what they need, Lord. I pray, Lord God, as you continue to bless their bodies and bless every bone, every tissue, every organ of their bodies. We pray, Lord God, for every every muscle and every operating system of their bodies. And we just pray, Lord God, that it operates in the perfection that you created it to function, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will have your way, Lord God, and move every pain, every ailment, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that the heartbeat will continue to, to beat at its rhythm that you have given it. We pray, God, that the kidneys will be able to function, that the full capacity that they are able to function in the lungs will be able to house and breathe in and breathe out all of the oxygen, Lord God, that is, that is uh, designed to be, Lord. 
We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for the comfort of the minds of those who are weary. We pray for those who are heavy-hearted and laden. We pray for those, Lord God, that, that, that are despaired this morning, Lord God, don't know which way to go. They have some questions of how life is going for them right now. And, and Father, we just pray, God, that you would touch them and give them direction and, and open up their understanding that, that they may see, Lord God, all of the goodness and all that you have, had, that you have for them. We pray for their families. We pray for their spouses. We pray, Lord God, for their children. We pray for their grandchildren. We pray, Lord God, that the legacy of, and, and, and the wisdom and the knowledge that has been passed down from generation, Lord, Lord God, I pray, God, that that will continue to flow. And, Lord God, that you will allow them to know, Lord God, that the torch of freedom has never stopped being past, Lord God. And, and Father, we pray, Lord God, that in this lifetime, in the lifetime of all of us, we will see, Lord God, that freedom will ring in the hearts of all of the generations uh, that we see, Lord God, and pray that it will be continue to be passed down to those who we would never see. We pray, Lord God, for those, Lord God, that are still holding on to hope. Lord God, holding on to that trust uh, that Brother Dennis talked about this morning, that we are in this war together, Lord God, and we are trusting one another, Lord God, to carry their load and to, to stand strong upon that which you have entrusted them with. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the playing of the, the melodies that we heard this morning that soothed our spirits, to allow us to, under know, uh, to understand that there is a charity and it's coming one day and it's going to carry us home. But we thank you for the gentle ride of your spirit. We thank you for the ride that you're giving us now that is comforting us in the midst of so much trouble that is going around, going on in our world. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us uh, an assurance and giving us uh, a peace in our heart, even when we want to frantic with trouble coming so close to our dwelling. Yeah. Lord God, it used to be in other countries. It used to be in other cities, but now it has come, and it has come close to our homes. But we thank you, Lord, that it has not come now our dwelling. Yes. We thank you, Lord that God, that Psalms 91 is still alive and active, and it's on the doorposts of our homes, trusting you and loving you, Lord God, and thanking you for the protection that you have given us. God, you have never failed us before. We are not looking for you to fail us now. You brought us too far to turn and return around. You brought us too far, Lord God, to look back and say, we're going back, God, and God, we will hold to your unchanging hand. Lord God, we build our faith on things eternal as we hold on to your unchanging hand. Hallelujah! Our hands get weak sometimes. Our hands get feeble and cold. But God, we thank you for your hand that reaches out beyond our reach and, and pick us up and hold us. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you for hallelujah. We'll be at home alone, don't know which way to go, Lord. You are there with us. You comfort us, and you are cheering us, Lord God. Thank you for wrapping us when we didn't know which way to go. Thank you for direction, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for giving us the peace and an assurance that you never leave us. 
Lord, we thank you and we glorify you this morning. God, we decide to praise you. Help the Republicans and the Democrats and the Independents and the the politicians and the police officers and the judges and all of the people all around us. They don't praise you. We will praise you, Lord God. You don't need a rock. You don't need a rock to cry out for us this morning. We will praise you. And we will Hallelujah. I'm having my sanctified soul just to know that you are our God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we praise you and we glorify you. And we magnify your name. Oh, you're such a great God. You're such a great God. You could have covered us with so much snow that we couldn't get out and lights would have been off, but you spared us, Lord God. The waters could have came over its boundaries that separated the land from the sea and washed us all the way, but you kept us, Lord God. And we thank you. And we glorify you. And now, Lord God, we come, Lord God, to praise you and glorify you in Jesus' name. There is something, I'm pretty sure there are some things that I didn't mention this morning. I'm just happy in my spirit. You might want to talk to the Lord on your own this morning and tell him what's on your heart. And this this is part of the prayer. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's share with him what's on our heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We magnify your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, we just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, praise you. We praise you. We glorify you. Now, Lord God, as we come, Lord God, awaiting for a fresh word from you from our man, Sarah, we pray, God, that you would touch and heal his body. Lord God, touch every limb, every joint, every muscle, Lord God, and heal his body. Let there be a speedy recovery. We pray that he would have nothing, Lord God, that would separate or try to deflect him from delivering your word today. Thank we you. thank you for the anointing that's upon his life to preach the gospel as we receive it right now. Thank Bless you. this service as you have already have, Lord God, and as we come, as we come awaiting to hear what you have to say in thank Jesus' name. We need thee, oh, we need thee. Yes, yes. Area, we need thee. Meet now, my Savior, we come to, we come to Thee, hallelujah, 
Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus. Oh, bless your holy name. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Hallelujah. Exodus. Chapter number number three. Don't you get nervous. I appreciate the prayer. My foot feels real good. Y'all in trouble now. I can talk about two hours. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My heavenly and my earthly medicine and kicked in. Thank God for spiritual medicine. This is our three. <sighs> the Lord said unto Moses, I am Lord, that I am. The last thing you want is for a long-winded preacher to get healed. Chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says, yes. Then Moses asked God, If I go... To the Israelites, and they say, and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am, I am. Who I am. Very briefly, I want to call to your attention back in Genesis when he said that we will go down and we will make man in our own image. They will have what we have and do what we do. I would like for you to think about that and then get back here. And I would like for you to know for a text, I have the power because I am who I am. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have the power because I am who I am. And all those who agree with the Bible respond with a howdy. Amen. 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 I am. Amen. Praise the Lord. If I can take a few moments to think about this leader. I'm going to be nice. I feel like going for a walk right now. I'll be nice. I think about this leader named Moses. A lot of thoughts come to mind. 
you have a gentleman when you go and study the history of Moses, go all the way back to his genesis. The young man who was born at a time when the king had sent out a decree. It wasn't the first time that you heard of the killing of boys when they wanted to get rid of Jesus king went to kill boys it made me think about how in this day and time when you look at the statistics of black men nine to one of any other race ethnicity even gender are either shot up or in jailed. There's a power in the black man. I'm going to say that again. There's a power in the black man. I'm not trying to say that any other male race or male species from another race is is insignificant. I'm not trying to say that there is no importance in anybody other than black people. But I ask for you to take a poll, take a survey, if you will, of history and note that any time something great happens, they come for the man. Why the male? first part of Exodus, the king told the midwives to go in when the Hebrews had children. Everybody knows that the Hebrews were the ethnic people. Many have argued scholastically that the beginning of the African-American race started with the Hebrews. He went in, the king sent the midwives in, as I should say, and he said, listen, I want you to watch these women giving birth. And if they come out a girl, they all right. But if they come out a man, kill him. Going down to Herod, in the line of Jesus, Jesus coming through the line of David, who David came through the line of the Hebrews. In the same instance, the girls can stay, but the boy must die. And our schools, when you think about they go into the third grade and they do literacy tests. The majority of the time, those tests are not designed to affect the female. They look harder 
at the mail. What is it about a man that is so put so much fear into humankind? Why are we so infuriated? so scared of a man? These are the questions that many would love to ask. Oh, it's wonderful to sit and talk about the fact that we had a glorious past. I have no problem with that. Well, I do, but I don't. You're free to talk about whatever you want. You can talk about how we were beat up and busted, and we can debate about how we got here, whether we were slowed, uh, sold, or kidnapped. We can have that debate. Now, you have nothing better to do with your time than go for it. But the question that still lingers, that goes unanswered, even to this day, is why is there seemingly a bullseye, a hit out on the man? I would like to leave it there, but I feel a little controversy spirit coming on, maybe because I'm high on drugs. And I wish to not take this opportunity to rage war against our women. Many of you on this line are connected to someone who has been the victim of domestic violence, who has been the victim of various charges sexually. You bore your struggle in silence, your pain in silence. But then I think about the other side of the coin, how many people bear in silence and still remain in silence even though we had a campaign against the destruction of men and yet. Our most vulnerable people still suffer inside. Have you ever wondered any time a political leader gets too hot and it's time for that political leader to go out pops a series of women that had sex with him? It's a funny thing. The sex didn't pop up until the pizza man rose up in the polls and it was a possibility that that black man could be the next president of the United States. We, You know who we're talking about. And once he rose up in the polls and and he became somebody great and he was going to be the next black Republican to run the nation, old Herman Cain, Somehow raped 11 white women. 
the Me Too movement, which infuriates me because it ultimately dismisses those who are victims for the political gain of those who just want cool points and desire to put a hit out on the men. And you ask me why. This bothers me. It bothers me because once we start putting hits out, what do we gain from that? Why attack the men? I'll leave you to think about that. Moses, knowing that there was a hit out for his life, he didn't know it, but his mother knew it. And he looked, the mother did, at her baby boy and realized that she could not support him, that she could not provide for him the way he needed, that there was other options for him. And she released herself removed herself from her child and forced her child into the hands of someone else. That makes me think about my grandmothers and my mothers who knew their resources were limited, who knew that their opportunities and their connections the same were limited, so they were forced to put their children on buses and send them to school with other families. They were forced to send them to other places, and and they could not participate in all of their games. They could not participate or neither support all of their activities. They had to rely on other people. They had to watch as someone else proverbially raised their children because they knew there was a bright side somewhere else. And and if they could get their children what they didn't have. Is this making sense to anybody but me? Praise the Lord. And so... She sent this boy over, and here is where we get the conundrum. Because Moses had something in him that many of us lack in our community. Our parents struggled, and they cracked, and they clawed to get us those educations, but some folk got over there and forgot. Amen. True. They got over there and they got comfortable because their mothers scrubbed floors with toothbrushes and had cardboard in their shoes 
to get them that nice little Ph.D. that affords them the opportunity to have the brick-long house, the Mercedes-Benz, the $5 diamond, and two dresses. This is true. And they forgot. But Moses had a problem because the diamonds didn't satisfy him. The Mercedes made him nervous and and angry. The the brick-long house depressed him because it was something about him. There was an itch he had to scratch. There was an idea that he had to fulfill. He had to know who he was. He stood outside of his mansion and looked up and said, it's nothing but a piece of tin. And he was willing to give it all up. I believe the baseline to our struggle is found not only in the example of Moses, but in the written text, he who saves his life shall lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake shall find it. Moses had everything he needed, but it wasn't satisfied. And so Moses spent some time, and this is where Moses struggled and where I find myself thinking. When Moses found out who he was, in some instances, and what had happened, Moses got angry. He got frustrated. He got mad. That's why sometimes I rebuke the studying of black history in some instances. I I don't like us portraying certain movies because all it does is fuse us and it makes us angry, and we go out and we start hating people. I told you I watched that movie in sixth grade, Sounder. That white man shot that black man's dog. My bell, I hated white men for a whole year. Moses couldn't take it. He could not stand by and watch. He couldn't go to history class and hear about what had happened to his people. His emotions couldn't take it. His mental health couldn't take it. And so Moses responded in a way that was negative and that forced him into the mountains. 
And then Moses went out, stayed out there for some time, and he came into connection with God through a bush that was burning but yet wasn't consuming. It it was on fire, but it won't burn it up. That's crazy. Why is there a bush on fire? But there's not a crackle. There's not an ash. The trees and the limbs are still alive and well. There is no decay. There is no discoloration. It's just fire and a live tree. That got Moses' attention, and he went over and he started to ask questions. And he said, Moses, I got a job for you. You're going to go and you're going to deliver the people. You're going to deliver black, I mean, Hebrews, the Israelites, out of slavery. Now, wait a minute. Now, I like what you did here with this little trick here. This little bush you got on fire, you know, that's a nice little magic trick. David Copperfield would be, he'd be excited about this here. But uh, let me let me make sure I, I I'm hearing you correctly. You want me to go back to a city where I had the keys to the kingdom. You want me to go back to a city where I had a Lexus that because of my actions was repossessed. I had a bank account that because of my actions was drained. My diamonds was taken. The girl left me and took the dresses. And you want me to go back And not only do you want me to go back, but you want me to go back and deal with some stiff-necked Negroes? Do you know these people? 400 years they've been there, stripped of their identity, stripped of their self-worth, stripped of their faith, stripped of their consciousness, towered down to the system, told that that's who they are and that's all they were going to be. And you expect little old me to just march my black self back in there and do something with them people. People that believe that they're either under the mercy of Democrats 
or Republicans, people that believe that their only mercy is their Social Security check on the 1st and their food stamp check on the 15th, people that only believe that their stocks and their bonds and their IRAs and retirement accounts, those people, you want me to go do something with? Yes. Yes, we do. How do you expect me? Did you see what I did to that man? This hothead I am? I use cuss words like compound sentences. I can drink and fight the same time. You expect me to go and deal with these folks. Have you met a politician? I know all that. They lie so good, you don't even know what you believe no more. If I know. They'll love you with the right hand and stab you with the left. You expect me. Yes. To go deal with these people. Yes. All right, so when I get there, because you know they're stuck in their ways, what am I supposed to say? Oh, tell them God sent you. Say, huh? (laughs) Tell them who sent you? I sent them. You, God. You 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 sent them to deliver them out of Egypt. You gonna take them to a promised land. You gonna take them from being the rent paying God, the food stamp giving God, and you telling me that you want me going and tell them people that you don't need your food stamps and you don't need your rent paid and you don't need to be broke and you don't need to think like you were less than and you're going to be the head and not the tail. And these folks have been living in the project for 40, 50, 60 years on $15, rent, water, and everything paid, and you expect me to go in there and tell them? Yes. Yes, he does. That something better? Mm-mm. He said, yes. Yes. Yes, you do. There's something better for them. I have something better. Yes, he does. For them. Yes. I'm bigger than the projects. I'm bigger than hand to mouth. I'm bigger than paycheck to paycheck. I'm bigger than $15 a month. I'm bigger. I can make you lend out money. I can take you from living in row houses to owning them. I can take you from being the cook to owning the whole kitchen. That's who I want you to go tell them people. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. There's been some problems down there. Willie Lynch, I'm sorry, Egyptians came in. My foot got to hurt. I said the wrong word. Willie, I mean, the Egyptians 
came in and divided them. They stirred them up, took their identity, told them the white man was their problem. They wanted you to hate the white man because if you hate the white man, that you won't learn from the white man. And so the white man will hate the black man and will keep more divided and poor. But if we go down there and stir them all back up together, oh, what a happen if a Democrat and Republican go to the same room together. Amen. Oh, what a happen if Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson can have a kumbaya. Oh, what would happen? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what would happen if Kamala Harris and Donald Trump can be on the same ticket? Oh, what would happen? Hallelujah. But the force got it all wrapped up, so they divided down there. But you're going to go Moses, and you're going to do the impossible. Yes. Listen, Moses got something to say. Just, just Moses here. All, all this sound good. Again, you got this great trick going on here with this little David Copperfield thing here. But I don't think you understand a few things. You need to know, A, I just found out who my mama was two days ago. I don't know who my daddy is. I come from a broken home. I'm an adopted child. I've been bounced from house to house emotionally. I barely made it out of school, and then when I got to the school that could get me somewhere, I had to drop out. I don't have the degrees. I didn't get into Harvard. I didn't get into Yale. My English is not as good as it needs to be. I can't tell you what two plus two is. I didn't even know an economy exists, not alone the fact that something has to do with my money. And you want me. He said, yeah, I know you're stupid, according to him. But that's the good part about it. Because where you are weak, so go on down there. And when you get there, tell them I am. That I am. Well, they're going to look at me funny. That's all right, because they don't know who you are. But they will know. They don't know that the God in you is working. And you're going to see stuff that you didn't think you could do. Amen. You're going to know that you can do something. And you're going to look back, Moses, and you're going to see 
the goodness of what I have allowed you to do. You're going to see the magic that I have done through you. You can't understand it now, but all I need you to do, Moses, is start. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Moses walked back into Egypt, and they laughed at him. And they thought he was crazy. And half the people that came somewhat in his corner only came because they were just shocked that he showed back up. That he had the guts to return. You know what it's like when you've been gone for so long and then you show back up here. You must be crazy, Moses. We ran you out of town. You must be crazy, Moses. We told you you wouldn't be nothing around here. What you doing back here at City Hall, Moses? Don't you know that we found ourselves together? We had a secret meeting in the back and a Zoom call that you weren't aware of, and we stacked, we stacked the deck against you. Why are you still here, Moses? Don't you know you dead? Moses said, no, I ain't dead, because I am. That I am. He's with me. I'm going to be all right, because I am. He's with me. And Moses walked in, and every demon that stepped up to Moses was slaughtered. Every hellhound that came against him, every political vote was defeated. They tried in committee and couldn't win. They tried to make deals and couldn't win. Until eventually Moses saw what God had sent him there to see. And 70 People went in, but 3.5 million came out. Thank you, Jesus. And I am delivered 3.5 million people out of Pharaoh's hands. Why did I say all that today? Because I believe that every person, regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of sex or orientation, need to know that there is no hole that I am can't work through. Man. There is no cave that you. I am can't open a door. Amen. I am, if you remember, went into a cave that was barred by a stone door with guards on the outside and got his son up. You remember. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There is no hole 
There is no problem. There is no temptation that God would not make room for an escape. And I want you to know that I am. That I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who I am. Three and a half years ago, I was taking a mama to a doctor. Three and a half years ago, while I was waiting for that mama at the doctor, I got out the car, I was bored, and I just started snapping some pictures. And I snapped pictures, and I snapped pictures. And I went to lunch, Mama Bell, that Sunday, I want to say, or somewhere near after. And I showed those pictures to a friend of mine named Chris. And Chris said, we're going to introduce you to somebody. And I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, you are. I said, no, you're not. Mama Bell, at that time, I'd gotten tired. I'd been beat up by the west side for so much I was just not into it anymore. I'm just going to stay in my little hole, and I'm going to mind my business. And he said, go over there and take one meeting with her, and if you don't, if it don't work out, then nothing, you tried. So I agreed. I took the meeting. We met up at a little restaurant over there called Cafe Stella. It's on 21st Street. You know, it's 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 a nice cozy place. It's 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 it's, it's it has a certain clientele, and I ain't one of them. But I went in there. I took the meeting, and that meeting led me over to a church and into a pastor's study. And we sat and we talked and we sat and we talked. And she gave me a book. And I asked, I said, how many African-American people have been here? And they said how they used to come in and they was only allowed there because they were the servants or the nannies. When you look up in a specific church, there is a brown wall around the balcony. And if you're seated downstairs in the pews, you cannot see what is upstairs in those balcony pews because it was designed so that they couldn't see the black people. I found all that because I read that book that that lady told me to read. I've never really read a book all the way through all days of my life. She gave me a book. I told her, you do know I don't read books. But I read that book, and I marked in the margins, and I made my own table of contents, and, and I put little notes on the front cover of the book and put the page so that I can remember. When I go in there and I see the notes, Johnny saw light, and I page 22, and it takes me back to a passage 
on that that I wanted to remember, made my own table of contents. And there was one passage in that book, Mama Bell, that I remember like I read it yesterday. There was a little church, a little African-American church, that wanted to have their services inside of the Freemason Street Baptist Church. That is the church that I am mentioning. And the board of deacons at that time said, we do not feel that it is okay. It wasn't racist. They were scared. They didn't want to deal with the stress of it. They didn't want to risk their Mercedes. They didn't want to risk their Benzes. They didn't want to risk being profiled. So they said, we don't feel that we should let this happen here. And I looked at that book, and we talked. And I looked at the pastor, and I said, we're going to march black people into that sanctuary. And he said, yes, we are. And Mama Bell, three years later, we marched black people into that sanctuary. More African-Americans that had been there on their wheel than in the history of that church. I am that I am. And I was sitting there, and Pastor Bob was talking, and a couple other people were talking. My grandmother and my uncle's wife, we took her there for a tour, And they came out, and they said something, and I laughed at them. They were both in the car crying, and I said, what are you crying for? And they said, you don't know what just happened. I said, none just happened. You just saw a church. And my dear uncle's wife, Erica, said, you'll preach there one day. I said, no, I won't. And two Mondays ago, she called, and she was crying. I said, why were you crying? And she said, I remembered what I told you, and you preached there, because I am that I am put you there. Why am I saying all that? To boost myself up, absolutely not. You think I want the spot? I just told you I ain't want to be there. But just like Moses didn't want what God had for him, mm. and he tried to give it up. He did. I ask you, don't give up your dream. Don't give up your passion. We have a first virtual. I tried to give this up too. There's a preacher over there that'll testify to that. Amen. 
If I had my way, this would be first virtual pastor by Terrence Booth. But he said, no. If I had my way, the funeral of Thomas Ellis West would have been preached by Terrence Booth. But Terrence Booth said, no, I'm not taking what God has for you. And I looked at him crazy just like I looked at my grandmother crazy. And I asked, what is it about this place that makes everybody so crazy? And the answer came back, it's not the place. It's I am. What he wants to do not only for you, but for everybody around you. Mama Bell, you play the piano so beautifully, I am. Brother Dennis, you preach so beautifully, I am. Mm. Pastor Booth prays so beautifully, I am. Mm. I am. Mm. What God says I am, I can do what God says I can do, and I can do all things because I am. I'm sorry. I didn't leave Grandma much time. She's going to definitely go over. I told you my heavenly bed's kicked in. But while your head is bowed and Grandmother's coming to pray, I ask you, to go back into your mind all those ideas that you threw away and said were stupid because your circumstances wouldn't allow. Put all that stuff out. And say, I am can do it for Moses. If I am can do it for Mama Bell. If I am can do it for Brother Dennis, then I am can do it for me. I am somebody. Yeah. The me I see is the me I'll be. I am. Because I am said so. My dear grandmother. I am that I am. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that do go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and be of good courage. Most holy and all-wise Father, help us this morning. We thank you for the words that you have sent. Help us to stand on solid ground. Because God, you know what you want us to do. And God, we know that you will never fail us. You will not send us nowhere that you won't be with us. And God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you, oh God, for the encouraging words that we are who you are and that we can do what you have called us to do. Move all fears, doubts, and disbelief out of our way. 
And help us to stand tall and cry loud and spare not. Help us to lift our voices like trumpets and praise and magnify your name. Because I am is with us. And I am is going to bring us through. We are free. We are free because of I am. And God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you. We praise you. And we love you. And help us this morning to rejoice, rejoice, and to praise you because you chose us. We didn't choose you. You chose us, oh God, that you want us to go forth and be them shining lights in this dark world. And we thank you this morning. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you. And we give your name all the honor, all the honor, all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. To you, Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we magnify your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 